trying to be. I am one of the faces. <laughs> Welcome to Crafty Cox's excellent adventures or advent endeavors. Can't even uh, say my own show's title. <sighs> That's a good start. Right, this is a good start. Let's have some music. Oh, 
say burn it down Stop. 
Nice that. So first up, Redskins kick over the statues. Second, Dexes from the first album, Searching for the Young Soul Rebels, uh, Burn It Down. And then finally, uh, it was that little hardcore kind of legend, uh, Walter Schreifels, uh, in a band called Moondog. The song was called Distance, which, of course, you must observe socially if protesting against um, various things, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that was... Moondog was the band between, essentially, Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and did a demo. And it's good. Quality is not very good, but, you know, quality of the production, not quality of the music, sorry. But, yeah, it's all good. So, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a strange old world at the moment, but... Um, Let's make it, let's make it a happy place for two hours, shall we? Yeah, I think I think we should. And I'm gonna play some music. I've got a fucking ace special guest uh, this week, which I'm really really excited about. And um, yeah, let's have fun. I love you. I love yeah. I I genuinely I want to bubble with you. I want to get into your bubble. I want you to be in my bubble. I want to bubble with you. Let's have some music. Be young, be foolish, but be happy.
it's only just begun Those smiling faces, you know I just can't forget them But I love you When I think of all the things I've seen And I know that it's only the beginning those smiling faces, I just can't get them, but for now I love you. want any errands? Yes, son. Go down to the ironmonger and buy me a pound of egg meat. Egg meat? What's egg meat? Never you mind. Just go and buy it. Here's five shillings and I want the change. All right. Mammy, can I have something? Yes, keep a penny and buy that. Thanks. I'm away. Mammy, I'm back with the egg meat. Have you got the change? Yes. The egg meat was tenpence. Here's four and a penny. Thank you. Now just you go out and play while I deal with the egg meat. What are you going to do with the egg meat, Mammy? Ha <laughs> ha, you silly boy. I'm going to feed it to the eggs. Mammy? What do you mean, feed it to the eggs? That doesn't make sense. Uh, son, I've never told you this. But I've got some eggs here. I keep them in a box. Yes, Mammy, I know. We sometimes have an egg. No, no, son. This is different eggs. And I feed them meat. Mammy, why does the ironmonger sell egg meat? Well, somehow or other he could make it the best. And we just know the people that buy it around here where to buy it from. Because he's the only one around here that has it. Ha <laughs> ha. You couldn't go into the dairy and ask for a pound of egg meat. They'd look at you askance, wouldn't they? Can I see the eggs? Oh, well, I'm not very keen to show you the eggs. They should really be kept in the dark. You see, they've um, nocturnal habits. Ah, Mammy, you use these big words. I'm proud of you. You use the biggest words of any woman in our street. I heard you talking to Mrs. Machinery. And, oh, Mammy, these big words you used. Gosh, and Mrs. Machinery's face wasn't half red. That'll do, son. 
Now the egg meat. Smells fresh. Mummy, is egg meat always that colour? No, not always. It's sometimes a bit more orangey, but this is the usual colour. It's got a funny smell, hasn't it? Yes, it's funny till you're used to it. Oh, Mammy, I love this. It's fun. Now show me how you feed it to the eggs. All right, come into the bedroom and pull the blinds. But if I do that, I'll not be able to see. I know. You've got to feed it to them in the dark. Just a minute. I'll leave the door a wee bit open so that a little light comes in so that you don't tumble over things. Now, watch. There. Did you see the way they grabbed it? Ah, yes, it was wonderful. Mummy, can I buy egg meat for you every day? Yes, son, every day. You're a big boy now. You can buy egg meat for me every day. Well, what'd you make of that? I'll tell you what I made of it. Got a Kickstarter campaign to set up a shop in the Fourgate Street to sell purely versions of egg meat not versions just kind of varieties really and i reckon there's going to be a big fucking demand and i'll tell you what subscribe now and i will do you a deal so okay www.eggmeatworcester.co.uk okay uh, kicking that off with the Tams, be young, be foolish, be happy, be young, be old, be middle-aged, be whatever. Be foolish, but be happy. And then after that was, of course, the lovely Lewis Reed, who, big influence on my life. Well, actually, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. Big, in, not even big influence. <laughs> he was a, a sort of influence on, on music. For me, uh, I listened to him at a very early age, and I thought he was better than Bowie. Mm, yeah, unpick that fucker. But yeah, um, I love you, which I think is just a really beautiful, beautiful song, and probably I've put it on loads of compilation tapes for people that didn't love me. Anyway, Barbourn Cider is in the house. Crimson King's in the house, so let's have some King Crimson.
a triumphant trio. So that was started off with King Crimson, Red, from the album of the same name, featuring Robert Fripp on guitar, he of Pershaw High Street, and Mr. Toya Wilcox. Fascinating. Uh, followed by my current favourite band, actually. Bit of an unfortunate name in the current climate, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead, and that is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song called The Dragonfly Queen. And then the third of our triptych was Leatherface, Animal Day, from their first album, Cherry Knoll. I chose that because yesterday I was homeschooling with my boy Jimmy, and he hates English, and he's pretty shit at it, to be honest, which I find very frustrating, because I was really good at it. Then again, he's great at maths, and I'm an imbecile when it comes to numbers. So... To get him to actually do his English homework, I made him watch Animal Farm, the the, the, the film uh, of the George Orwell book. And it was really good. We both enjoyed it, had some good debate about how it was a metaphor for um, the Russian Revolution, etc, etc. And then I, in, a, in a wave of, of kind of teaching inspiration I made him write the sequel it was only 200 words admittedly but it's a good premise actually it's a really good premise I might read it out later actually um and I think it would make a, you know Animal Farm 2 or Animal Farm the the return it's got it's got legs as they say and not four or two but loads Anyway, it was good, and I enjoyed it. And it made me think about my favourite books. Now, my favourite books are all non-fiction books, usually about music or politics or football hooligans, actually. Uh, but non-fiction, I, I struggle with, really, because my imagination is not that good. And I've got a fairly short attention span, so I struggle to get engrossed in, in, in a non-fiction book but my top three are Road Doll, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, number one best book ever written, followed by Animal Farm, uh, Mr Orwell and then third and I'm not being pretentious I just think it is a phenomenal book and, and actually did get my imagination uh, flowing when I was younger, Franz Kafka Metamorphosis so that probably is a bit pretentious, but yeah, well, I am. So there. But let's have some pretentious music then, I think.
First up was actually a French kind of proggy experimental band called Heldon, which I only found out about on the internet uh, a couple of weeks ago. But I've been sufficiently impressed to delve into their catalogue. That song itself was called Les Succubes Volantes Vertes, which I don't know what that means apart from it's green. Because that's what that means. And I really like that. It's got a good spacey vibe to it. Hmm. I think there might be some other DJs who listen to this. Who would think, that's an interesting tune. I might play out myself. It was followed by Kariki. Uh, a band much anticipated. Because it features Lord Ian Mackay. The... Uh, sainted man of Washington DC hardcore punk, he of minor threat, Fagazi, 
Embrace, Egg Hunt, Palehead, anymore, probably. Um, that song was called Too Many Husbands. Uh, it was uh, written about Jar Jar Gabor. But um, yeah, it's good that. Better than I thought it would be. I, I'd still like them to be playing it a bit more full throttle with the full Fugazi lineup. But it's Ian and Joe from Fugazi and Amy Farina on drums, which is Ian's wife, and also sister of Jeff Farina, he of karate fame. Ooh, karate, yes. I'm going to play some karate in a bit. And um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Don't know if I'll buy the album, but I'm not ruling it out. And then the final song there was Singer of Radiohead on his solo album, The, Eras the Eraser, and the title track was obviously The Eraser, and that's Thom York. And uh, great song, that is. Really like that. I like I like it when Radiohead and do more kind of electro stuff. My favourite Radiohead album is Kid A. Really, yeah, reminds me of listening to it whilst um, travelling on a coach to Milton Keynes when I worked for Royal Mail and then doing a really boring course on something. But in those days, because I used to work night shift, I used to apply to every course I could get on just to get off night shift. Um, yeah, well, happy times in a way. Yes. Anyway, lest we not forget what is special guest's favourite egg dish. Now, my view is knowing him and knowing his humble upbringing, I think it's going to be something relatively comforting. Nothing too fancy and nothing too foreign. Remember that foreign muck? I think it will be firmly based in the British Isles. And, uh, you know, good, f good for him. But, uh, of course, I might be completely and utterly wrong. He might surprise me with a, I don't know, an egg dish from another country. But he might not. Anyway, I'm going to say, yes, karate have just come into my head. So I'm going to play a song by them. And I'm also going to play a song by another band that's just come into my head, which was a much um, underrated, forgotten about, ignored project of Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins called Gwan that I really, really liked. So let's have a couple of songs. Time 
First up was Karate with the new Hangout Condition from In Place of Real Inside, an album that reminds me very much of my first home after leaving, you know, my parents' house. I shared with a good friend, Bob, and uh, yeah, it was um, 
was very amusing. Uh, lots of lots of good things happened there. Lot, lots of less good things happened there, to be honest. Um, cockroach cockroach infestations. Uh, homebrew that actually made you sober, and um, barricading my door from a strange gypsy woman who followed me home one night spring to mind. But you know, you, you look back on these things with you know alcohol tinted glasses and, and think bloody brilliant. Anyway, after that was Zwan, not Guan. I don't know what was going on there, but it's Zwan. Billy Corgan's band with uh, Jimmy Chamberlain, uh, the drummer from Smashing Pumpkins. But it also featured uh, David Pajo, he of um, Sleepcore, Bores, Slint. And um, it, I think it's just a really ace album. It's called Mary Queen of the Sea. That title track is also called that because it's a title track. You idiots. And um, it's you find it dirt cheap because it only ever came out on cd but it's well worth it well worth getting on some music mad pie or i don't know maybe in poundland i might turn up in poundland one day and i, I tell you what it is a hundred pence you will not regret um parting with but thinking about david pajo who then went on to do loads of other pretentious kind of you know snoozy boring lo-fi bands that was actually his first public, first recorded band. Um, and it was recorded at the legendary Inner Ear Studios by Don Ziantera. The band was called Solution Unknown. And the song, I can't remember what it was even called, Blow Up, I think. It was, I mean, it's completely mediocre, but it just goes to show that, you know, how many musicians who've gone on to do better things arguably, uh, I've come from the hardcore scene. Bloody loads. That said, if we're talking about Slint, which we're not really, um, there is only one band to hold up in, well, high esteem when it comes to the whole Slint genealogy, and that is, of course, Squirrel Bait. And let's have a bit of Squirrel Bait just to prove my point.
Cause you'll find him everywhere you go The time will come when everyone will know the name of the buffet of tunes a buffet that you would at least have two or three helpings of without doubt 
or at least pile your plate so high that you don't have to keep going back. It started off with the legendary squirrel bait slate train coming from their amusingly titled album Skag Heaven, followed up by uh, American hip hop band Ghetto Boys. The song's called Fuck'em and it shows their poor grasp of um, the English language. And uh, following that was some TV themes from my youth. Started off with Champion the Wonder Horse, followed by Flashing Blade, which was like a French thing, I think. Dubbed into English, lots of people on horseback fighting. Uh, it was good, it was exciting in those days. And then the Tomorrow People, which was a bit more like young kids who... I don't know, could time transport, presumably into the future rather than the past, but I don't know, can't really remember that well. But it's a good theme tune, a bit kind of uh, Delia Derbyshire, I think. Really, really good. So, yeah, there you go. So I'm going to play one more song before my next guest, and uh, we're going to get down to some serious debate, because he's he's had some... Some things in his life that, that need debating quite hard. And he's up for it. And um, he's very keen to tell you about his favourite egg dish too. And I'm keen on that as well. First of all though, true or false, Johnny Depp is older than Nigel Farage. Let us know. Ah, don't bother letting us know, you never fucking do. Just sort of, you know, for the two people who are listening, just do it in your head say false or whatever, or true, and then feel a, just a, a very slight bit of vindication if you're right. Anyway, so... Oh, 
friends, Romans, countrymen, I give to you an icon of punk rock. His name is John Ritchie, alternatively known as Sydney Vicious. Alright, Betsy, nice to see you again. Too right, mate. I mean, where has the time gone? Yes, it's been a while, hasn't it? So you know the score. First question for every guest is, what's your favourite egg dish? Dippy eggs. Dippy eggs? Are you talking about soft-boiled eggs and soldiers, surely? Oh, dippy eggs. Ah, oh, my father used to do dippy eggs on a Saturday when he wasn't working. And, uh... It basically, it's a, it's a fried egg, but with lots of butter, and they pour the butter over the top of the yolk, so the yolk doesn't break, but it cooks. And then you put it on the breakfast, and you dip your toast in the dippy egg. Ah, it's heavenly. Can't believe you don't know a dippy egg, Coxie. So I hope you don't mind, John, um, but I've opened up a few questions to friends of mine. And, and quite a lot of them are punks, as you can imagine. Yes, I know you'll find that boring, but the first one is from Simon Sandal. And he was the singer out of Goob Patrol. And he's asked quite a, it's probably a, a very burning question uh, for lots of people who know you, but who killed Bambi? Oh, now, well, I don't think anybody did kill Bambi. And I hope not to, because he was a very kind dear. So, uh, I don't think anybody did kill Bambi. And, uh, yes, it's a silly question. So, okay, fair enough. My next question is from um, one of Britain's biggest fans of the Crumb Suckers. It's from David Reynolds, and his question is... What's your favourite vegan egg replacement? As you can imagine, this show is quite egg heavy or egg substitute heavy, if you get what I mean, Sydney. Oh, vegans. Oh, now you're talking. You didn't have vegans when they're back in my day. Uh, so, vegan egg replacement. I think it's a fair question in the time. Um... I probably, I would probably use some emulsion paint, white emulsion paint, and put a blob of mustard in the middle. Do a vegan fried egg, yeah. Is that okay? All right, we've got another one coming up. Oh, I think we got a bit of a muso in our midst. This is from Stevel the Weevil, cider drinking monkey from Lancashire, winter. All right, kids, all right. Uh, now, what he's asking is, how do you tune your bass to drop D? I don't know the answer. Hopefully you will. How am I supposed to know that? I don't know what drop D is. I, do, I don't know what D is. I don't know what, what you call these bass strings. You know, I played the bass. Because it looked good, and I and I looked good at it at the time. I wouldn't look so good now, but uh, I'm not a musician, and I'm quite proud to say, you know, I wasn't a musician. 
I've got absolutely no interest in pleasing the general public at all. I don't want to, because I think that largely they're scum. They make me, they make me physically sick, the general public. They are scum, because that's my, that's my opinion. Like 99% of the shit you find out in the street, we don't know a fucking thing. And like, I don't want to please cunts like them. Somebody stops being a kid, they stop being aware. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can be 99 and still be a kid. sound different then. Oh, Coxie, I know. It was all a sham. It was all a show. I put on the accent. I talked like a Londoner. And, uh, you know, but that's what I did, you know. I don't think 99% of the public is shit. Of course I don't. My friends are the public. My, the people at my club are the public. My village are the public. The people in my town are public. I don't think they're shit. Oh. You can have some regrets in life, and that's one of them. This is a weird one. And I, you know, people write in, they ask questions. I thought it was interesting. So this is from Jeff Fenn from Derbyshire. And he's asked, How clean were Glenn Matlock's feet? I mean... Feel free to tell me to piss off with that one. Now, this is a strange question, but it's also a very relevant question because 
it's funny. I mean, people think that Glenn and I, you know, became enemies because of the situation, but not at all. Because actually, Glenn is a lovely man, a lovely man, and I've followed what he's done since, uh, since the music. And um, but what is strange about this question? It must be someone who knows Glenn Matlock. It must be. And I tell you why it must be someone who knows Glenn Matlock. Because Glenn, I tell you this, and I tell you, as God is my witness, Glenn would go for a pedicure. Even then. It wasn't even popular then, and especially not for men. He would go for a pedicure every month. No hair on his toes, not like mine. Mine's like pork scratchings. Ah, so that's an interesting question, and that's from an insider. I tell you. Well, I hope they're not trying to get me to dish the dirt on Glenn Matlock, because Glenn Matlock is a very nice man. Okay, Barry Evans, on a weekend, would you rather wear Cuban heels or stiletto heels? Sydney, stroke, John, Richie. Oh, well, this is a bit of a silly question, isn't it? Um, but I'm prepared to answer it. I've never worn stilettos, but I have worn Cuban heels. And, um... I don't mind a pair of Cuban heels, if truth be told. I like country and western, so a uh, pair of Cuban heels sometimes sets off the, uh, the the outfit for the night. Especially when uh, me and my uh, current lady are line dancing down the uh, working men's club. Okay, a question from my friend in America. And he's asked something that, you know what? We're all searching for the answer. Why do fools fall in love? And that's my mate Scott Munro. Why do fools fall in love? Isn't that profound? It is though, isn't it? <sighs> no, I don't think I'm qualified to answer that. I mean, I've fallen in love. I've fallen in love with some people. I probably shouldn't have. But, you know... That's the beauty of love, isn't it? You don't know who you're going to fall in love with, or why, or when, or how. So I guess we're all fools looking for love, aren't we? Okay, next one is from Chris Kutada. He is the proprietor of Noises for Heroes record shop in Leeds, and also chief plagiarist in Jaded Eyes. So his question is, John, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Oh, now I feel like I'm in a job interview, Coxie. Come on now. Oh, dear. Right, buddy. I'm answering this question because, uh, funnily enough, I have been uh, applying for jobs of late and uh, it's been harder with the virus, but... Um, no, I do a lot of work uh, in in uh, data security, so um, I'm hoping one of the jobs will come off. Um, so, um, okay, so let's do my strengths first of all. I think I think I'm a nice a nice person. I think I'm easy to get on with. I think. 
I am very sociable. I think um, I look good in photos. I mean, that's a very vain thing to say, but I think it's true. Um, and I think, most of all, I am a very good communicator. As for my weaknesses, well, hmm, I think I'm easily led. I think I'm definitely easily led. I think... I think, um, I mean, if you're talking music, I don't think I'm the best musician in the world. I think I'm probably not a very good murderer, to be fair. Um, but, you know, these weaknesses can all be improved on. And I have improved on them over the last, oh, what is it, 40, 50 years? 40 years, I think. Oh, piece of music. Piece of music that means much to me. Well, I think that's that's a very, very nice thing to do. And a very nice question. Because, of course, music brings up all sorts of emotions for people. And um, I think, I think for me, it has to be a song that represents what I believe in. What I actually believe in. And it's this, it's it's a song, it's, you know, people get me so confused. They really, really do. My name's John Ritchie. I'm not Sid Vicious. I'm not vicious at all. I'm not even Sid. But I'm quite a nice bird. I'm a homebird. I really am a homebird. So this is a song that reminds me of home and reminds me of the good things in life. And I tell you what, Coxie, you're one of the good things in life and I thank you for asking me to come on your show. It's been really good, buddy. I just hope that this accent doesn't turn into either Eastern European or Indian, because it can sometimes do that when a novice like myself is doing it. It started off in the valleys, but I think it's gone to North Wales now. Ah, well, thank you very much, Coxie. It's been good fun. Here's my song. <laughs>
lovely man. And it just goes to show a bit of stabbing and heroin addiction doesn't make you necessarily a bad person. And people can come back from that. So, anyway, from one lovely person to two lovely people, it's Coyle with a gay man's guide to safe sex.
Utter Pleasure, Coil and The Fall, back to back. I wonder if they'd have got on now. I don't think they would have. I think Marky Smith would have pushed his luck with his fucking nasty attitude. And I think Sleazy would have just slapped him down in a few terse words. Funny bloke, funny band. I mean, I, I met him with my friend Danny when his band was supporting them on tour. And um, they weren't very nice to us at all. And we giggled and we laughed about what fucking drunken twat he was. And I do recall his, his Mancunian mate, who I think was his road manager or whatever, threatening to us have us kneecapped, which obviously never happened. Anyway, I wouldn't have wanted it anywhere other way. So this is the end of the show. Look, black lives do matter. There is a lot of shit going on at the moment. And I'm acutely aware of the fact that we have put in a shift to stay isolated and there are lots of vulnerable people. My view is, for what it's worth, and actually I don't really give a shit what you think my view is worth. My view is, if you're going to protest, you do it peacefully and you do it socially distanced. Let the fucking idiots fall on their own sword because they, I will tell you, they will. They will. I followed the fucking far right for years. And those kind of EDL, BNP, Football Lads Alliance, utter wankers will fall on their own sword. I promise you that. We've just got to raise ourselves above it. So stay positive and do the right thing. I think that is the message for the moment. Do the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. And I'll tell you another thing. This time next week, I'll be pissed out of my head, going mad in my West Bromwich Albion shirt because we've beaten Birmingham City. Because it's them little things in life and we all need those little things in life. And that is a little thing in life. It's fucking trivial. Absolutely trivial. But it gives me pleasure. Anyway, God, I feel like Liberace. I'm... I'm Blown your kisses. Anyway, fuck off.
Shine, shine, shine.